Live from Los Angeles, California, AfterBuzz TV and America's Voice, this is The Trump Report. You ever have that feeling that you've been somewhere before and then you're there again? I think it's called Deja Vu. And welcome to the Deja Vu Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And joining us for the first time ever, hopefully the first of many appearances that he makes here on the Trump Report, Michael Klaus, contributor to The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro and host of I Could Never Be dot dot dot. Michael yeah. Klaus. Thank can, you very much. Who can be man. found online at The Only MC? At The Only MC CS. on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and the show I Can Never Be is on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's on the Popcorn Talk. We do it just a few studios down. It's great. I didn't even realize it was uh, Popcorn Talk. So yeah. That's great, though. Pop culture mm-hmm. and movies on Popcorn Talk. And you now you officially cannot do an episode called I Could Never Be on the Trump Report because now you're on the Trump Report. Because, oh. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, you, you that scra- was your plan for next week. Scra- yeah, that's new plan done. for Monday let me call <laughs> scrap those plans. <laughs> I need you. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a real brotastic evening mm-hmm. here because then on the other end of the desk, the one and only Scott Moore yes. at S Man Eighty. Welcome, gentlemen. So you know we'll get down to some real manly man talk. <laughs> that's seriously that's what's going to be the big difference. Uh, and uh, you know there's a lot of places where we can start, but since we are so manly, let's talk about some sort of. Late breaking news today, which is uh, President Trump saying that he'd like to have a military parade. You know, I I don't like to be someone that, you know, really says Russia, Russia, Russia and link things back to Russia all the time, you know, and the interference and oh, Russia and Putin. But where have I seen those kind of military parades before? Okay, China. Sure. Um Oh, oh, I know Russia, but um, and look, I mean, I, I guess it's you know. Don't forget North are, Korea, though. Yeah, that's they true. love to do. You do, you they do love see to do a military there. parade there. So uh, I'll start with you, Michael. So you hear that? Um, let's let's try and see the glasses half full. What would be positive of having a, uh, well, the, a military parade? The bonding time of bringing everyone together. It's like an, I'm sure he also saw the one go that you know Philadelphia. Is planning. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl, and oh, yeah. it brings everyone together. I mean, even the night of the Super Bowl. Look at how much fun everyone was having in the streets. People together. had so much fun mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> the streets it, were it, packed. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was standing room only. You know, you had to bring your own trash can to throw through a plate glass yeah. window. Uh, yeah. So, uh, are you hoping for that kind of uh, pomp and circumstance? I think so. And if we have that, he might actually be able to say he has the biggest crowd. At a military parade. Oh, no, see, that's mm-hmm. true. So, of course, you know, if he invites the Eagles, they won't necessarily uh, yeah. all come. So that might be a problem. Uh, Scott, what are, you, what are your thoughts when you read this? This was actually, uh, I saw your text about it before I even actually saw the headline. So That's uh, how breaking it was. That was such breaking news. You broke the news to me. Uh, give us your thoughts about that as to why... Why he, as in President Trump, yeah. thinks it's a good idea. Well, I mean, maybe he wants to have a bigger parade than North Korea, you know, yeah. like a bigger button. than. Uh, but I also think it's great. Hey, why don't we show off the 2018 versions of the tanks, all the, you know, <laughs> fighter jets that they can carry out and 
show what our tax dollars are going for. So it'd be great. Like let's let's show those uh, billion dollars See, pieces of equipment. My concern about this is, is a lot different for, than for a ride than some of the buzz, the chatter that I've seen, which is. So you're going to put all of our military vehicles out there. And so we'll just take a couple of drones overhead. Like, all right, let's get a picture of a couple of those. All right, <laughs> we'll draw up some schematics. And, you know, I think it's just – it's like announcing what your what your troop deployments are going to be. You know, it's like, okay, so we're, we're going to be in Fallujah on Thursday. It's like, okay, <laughs> At 10 a.m. So we've, yeah, we've got, we've got 12 of these, you know, plate class uh, armored SUVs. Uh, so, uh, you know, just 12, though, because just. obviously if we had 15, they would have all been in the parade. Um, I find it, I find it surprising that uh, <laughs> it, it took this long for him to try and get some perestroika, you know, now, just to bring it back. Now, around. do we think this is included in the Defense Department budget already, or are we adding on top of this now? No, I think that this is kind of the the like the party planning committee yes, budget. Exactly. Okay, I was gonna say, it's, okay. Kind of it's a different budget. budget. Yes. Yeah, it's it, okay. Yeah, yeah it, you know, it, it's like it goes along with you know any kind of other events, like like the Easter egg roll. Right. Although you know what, <laughs> maybe this means no Easter egg. No. Roll. You know, yeah. <laughs> and if you want to make it sort of military themed, the Easter egg roll could be a hand grenade roll. Look, right. I'm just just yeah. spitballing right now. Just throwing just out yeah. ideas. Uh, and for uh, those of you Why watching not? live on YouTube right now, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us in the chat. Let us know what you think. What sort of uh, events should there be at the military parade? Uh, let us know. And if you're watching this after the fact, you can tweet us at Trump Report A B T V. In any case, I. I've I, look. I, uh, Michael, this is the first time you're here. Scott's heard me say this many times. I, I can't be surprised anymore at no, the things no. that come out of this president. And just a week removed from a uh, State of the Union address that, well, as I said last week, uh, you know, the first hour was uh, was was hard for for most people to dispute. Mm -hmm. uh, there were a few people on the panel that had no problem, but in general, you know, <laughs> it, find would, a way, no it was what. fairly mm -hmm. well received. I, you know, the 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 polling is what the polling is, but I saw a poll that had a sixty three percent at mm -hmm. least, you know, favorable or good rating. I like that it's not just good; it's favorable. <laughs> it's like yeah, which yeah. you know, when you think when yeah. I think back to myself as a student, especially you know in high school, I, I, it was. Favorable. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a good student, but it's favorable. No. Yeah. You know, I tried. I was relatively likable. Did your teachers like you? Okay. For right. the most yeah. part, yeah, I think that they did. So, yeah, I was a favorable student, and he had a favorable reaction to that. And it's just, you know, and then and we'll talk about the memos in a moment. It's just there's there's always – he just can't stay out of it for very long, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's, all, it's all his own device. It's all his own making. Um, but – I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that we heard this. Um, but the real question is, who's going to the military parade? Michael, you going? I, uh, I'm just waiting. They haven't uh, released the dates yet, obviously. No. I have Southwest on hold. Yeah, that's good. Fourth oh, of July. Go. If you're going to think, think Fourth of July. That makes Maybe sense. his birthday. I don't yeah. know. Ooh, birthday very would be true. Good. Very true. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, these are June, like, these June are... 16th. So sometime in the summer. I'm sorry. You know Donald you Trump's know birthday? His birthday? <laughs> I know. Uh, um, pretty should much the, all should there be a restraining days. order against you? <laughs> is it June sixteenth, nineteen forty six? Is he gonna um, be, wait? So he's gonna be seventy two. Wow, I, I'm. You know, this could be the whole show right here. Like, who That's, else's birthday do you know? I know pretty much all the presidents. So okay, all the presidents, like, likeable or not, not just all right. This Garfield. Is real, I eighteen eighty one was when he was president. It was when he's president. Well, yeah, but I'm looking birthday. for the birthday. Chester oh. A. Arthur. <laughs> 1881 to 1885. Okay, let's go a little easier. How about the Gipper? When was the, what's the Gipper's birthday? Today. Yeah. 
That's why I asked you. Uh, trick question. 107. Where, where's my birthday? <laughs> Next week? Thursday. Oh, this was, Thursday. That was oh. the 15th. No. Oh, no, it's the 8th. No, no, that's right. Oh, okay. Well, I was a week off. All right. But, but you're uh, not a president, you, though, yet. Yeah, give me give me time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so uh, there's our little uh, run on birthdays. Uh, but uh, since I brought it up, let's move it along to the memo. And, uh, Scott, I feel like the memo's been burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> there have been so many days since we did our last show where we, if we had done this show a few days earlier, we would have done the whole show on the memo. We would have. Uh, and now there's uh, plural memos. So mm-hmm. Memos. Give us your thoughts first about the release of the memo. And then the contents of the memo itself. And we'll let you start, Scott. Well, I mean, the, the release of the memo was obviously politically driven um, since it was uh, crafted by Devin Nunes' staff and it was down to four pages and that was going to make it look as much that the FBI uh, was trying to you know, surveil um, in a way that wasn't appropriate to make the FBI look bad. And, and therefore, I think they were hoping that it would make the entire investigation look bad is, I believe, what their point was. Although, once it came out, it didn't look like it had as much meat in there to really make a big difference. And so a lot of Republicans that were sort of in support of it kind of pushed back a little bit more and said, no, 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 we're all about the Mueller investigation. This is about, you know, a totally separate thing. Um, but it was really much ado about nothing, in my opinion, when it was all said and done. Now, if you could sort of borrow i was gonna say put on a different hat if you could borrow a make america great again hat Mm -hmm. for a second now (laughs) what what do you see that could have sort of trump and and the base excited about the fact that this memo did come out that you know basically all the all the right people didn't want it released so that's why they wanted to see it right no of course um and I think if you are the base and you are hardcore trump fan through and through you're gonna feel like this vindicates Trump's thought that, you know, these these high-ranking FBI officials were tainted by Democratic, you know, allegiances, uh, Democratic Party allegiances, that is. Democratic is a whole separate thing. You're talking about (laughs) Democratic, capital D. Yes. Yes. And so for them, they're thinking, "This this is great. Like, this is proving the point that, you know, they're justifiable, that this whole... Uh, investigation towards Trump is a witch hunt, and um, you can see it right here on paper. But, you know, again, this is like the Cliff's Notes version of things that were going on that was done with a partisan look at it through staff that works for, you know, uh, Devin Nunes. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But the the big thing, which we'll talk about, is going to be, is Trump going to allow the Democratic memo to be released yes and, and so then we'll see you know if, if he does that then we could be like okay well at least we're seeing both sides right and we will get to the democratic memo but uh first uh michael so you know there was all this buzz about the yeah. memo and you know you hear about it off in the distance you see that it's yeah. trending on twitter and you figure like wow so many people are talking about this this thing's gonna be great it's mm-hmm. gonna be very some amazing details yeah. in there it's gonna just blow the lid off everything watergate right. number yeah. two yeah it's like it's like it, oh hey there's an eighth harry potter book you want to read yeah. it it's right here yeah, yeah. so uh he had his popcorn ready from the popcorn i had he was ready everything <laughs> he was ready, ready to go. With that popcorn and it, you know, my thought was, and it, I've thought this before when you know big things are going to come out and then they're reveal that there will, and this is with this is a lot of things. There will never be another Watergate because there's too many chances now to beat information coming out. And when information comes out, you have enough people on both sides getting their story out mm-hmm. that it will never be a big story. There yeah. will never be something right. that's like. 
oh my goodness, how did we not know about this? This is zero to 100. In the case of the memo, it was zero to 10, 10 to 20. Certain people are getting this. More information is getting leaked. So I was trying to control myself of like what I was expecting. I was expecting more. Yeah. Right. I think it's it's still a fair amount of information that's come out and talking like, you know, the big thing lately is like, what what charges are they even looking to pursue against Trump? Or could they pursue against Trump? Like, what what are you looking into him for based on all of this stuff? Like, what is the crime? Right. And so I think that is, again, more of this is kind of building that puzzle. But as far as the puzzle being complete, no, we're nowhere near. No, uh, it's right, more it's, it's more of like, okay, so we bought a bunch of puzzles down, yeah. down at the toy store. And we haven't put them together yet. But we have yeah. like boxes and boxes of puzzles. Yeah. And maybe sometimes we take <laughs> some puzzles from this set mm-hmm. and we try and cram them yeah. into this other one. And so far nothing fits together. No. But it's just sort of the idea that, yeah, we, we do want to put together some puzzles. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I just... I think some great information came out. I'll be very interested to see what the Democratic one of how actual polar maybe are they each so polarizing? Uh, no, this is what was said, but no, literally the opposite was said. You know, compare and contrast the right. two. But I think there was some decent information about how people went and pushed a document in the Dozier, uh, the dossier, excuse me. Uh, that was unverified, and that was you know according to this Republican memo. Uh, a significant part of how the court decision was made. Yes, right. not Brian Dozier, Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, 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 but that was close. Yes. <laughs> uh, so my thinking is this: that the Democratic memo actually doesn't have anything that interesting in it. But then Trump's going to decide not to release it. Mm-hmm. So then everybody thinks like, "Oh my God, what's in there?" And he's like, yeah. "Believe me, it, it, uh, this is for the good of the country." It's two and a half times or, as long. Yeah, ten yes, pages it's, versus it's, four. Right. It's all these rebuttals. Or, or he's just going to say they're all full of lies, and yeah. there's no reason that that needs to come out. Um, that, that's what's going to be interesting to see if he actually allows that to come out. Do, do you uh, have a theory, Scott, as to what might actually be in it? Uh, you know, is it going to just be procedural? I think it's going to be I kind think of dry. Exactly what you're my, saying it's yeah, going to yeah. be dry, and it's going to be rebuttals, and basically going point by point to each of the things that was in this memo, and basically saying the opposite, mm-hmm. more or less, or why it's incorrect, and this is what really happened. Um, you know, and and but the thing going back to that though is the with the FISA court, you have to go through so many hoops to be able to have it approved. And the fact was it was renewed after this time period as well, uh, several times, I believe. So it's not like even if it was the basis for it, there was obviously enough there to keep the warrants going um, several times. So that's something that's sort of left out because this is, you know, basically a snapshot of a very specific period of time, which, again, is why it's hard because you're not seeing the whole picture. And it's also we're never going to, as the American public, going to see the whole picture anyways because it's all so classified for the most part, and this was the the little bit that they were able to let out. I just don't know why the, I guess, why the alarm from the FBI, uh, because it didn't seem like there was anything in there that was that juicy or that much that was going to put public safety at risk. or It didn't feel like it was that much, and it felt kind of odd that they were so uncomfortable about it being released in the first place. Are you are you grouping in with that of the FBI in addition to Democratic lawmakers who kind of said the same thing? Well, that I could see is more of a partisan thing. But mm-hmm. I was a little bit surprised by the FBI's uh, reaction of being so concerned about it going out. Um, because once it came out, I was like, there really isn't anything there yeah. that I felt that was that top yeah. secret uh, of, 
I, I don't think it was appropriate because it probably shouldn't have ever come out to begin with. But the overall alarm about it seemed a little surprising to me from the FBI of just being like, this is this is terrible. This should never come out. Um, I get where they're coming from, but it, 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 it lends itself to making it seem like there is something there um, to hide. And that's why they were so uncomfortable about it. When you look at it, you're like, okay, well, there's not that much there that felt that secretive or was going to really damage national security or anything like that. Um, I didn't go into super detail about how things are done and why and how they go about with these warrants and what they were doing exactly with the eavesdropping and the surveilling and, and stuff of that nature. So I don't know. It was it was interesting. Um, felt like something that you'd see in a movie that you would never imagine would be in real life, you know, like a, a spy thriller. Yeah. But overall, it really wasn't that interesting as far as the actual material in there. In my opinion. It's more like a like a twelve hundred page spy thriller, and this is yeah. like the the first <laughs> hundred the... pages where they're like just describing what the buttons look like on his jacket, and you know, you're like, mm-hmm. is this does this pick up at any point, uh, Michael? Uh, so let me ask about uh, you're you're a good Midwestern boy, Wisconsin, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So let me ask about uh, the folks back home, and also the uh, the people that you uh, visit with on Sundays at church. What <laughs> sort of things? Because this is a different, you know, it's a different background than the people we tend to get on this panel you know hollywood insiders (laughs) show business moguls you know yes me and me yeah yeah look i'm right here you know i'm I'm the host of the black cast all right yeah that's right i'm that guy uh do you feel that in general most americans are really wrapped up in this russia thing and they feel like oh this is a really big deal uh this is the you know the crux of our democracy rests on this thing getting investigated and blown I, wide open i think you know maybe it was to start more than what it is now especially considering it's gone on for a year and it's been like well, what have we got what pre- people want to see stuff i mean especially in today's society of social media they want to see the new thing every single day and looking at the whole Russia, I don't want to say scandal or situation maybe is the best way to put it. Because, I, again, who knows what is actually going on. And, yeah, there's, and what, there's a lot of theories. There are things a lot that of people theories. feel very deeply. Some and people so, at this panel I, feel like it's impeachment. Yeah, it's grounds for impeachment. Yeah. I'm not going to put anything. Certain <laughs> people. Yeah. yeah, in the room of three, certain yeah, people. Somebody. Look, I'm not saying somebody. It might be the couch. It's, you know, give me the couch. I think people are, are over it to a certain extent. Because there hasn't been stuff that come out. And even the charges that they've filed against people are charges of just lying to the FBI about a one out of ten thing. Like, it's not anything that's like, oh my goodness, bombshell that has come out. The biggest bombshell that came out was from ABC's Brian Ross that a couple days later got him suspended for a month. Right, and that sort of goes back to what you're saying, how hard it is to try and do Watergate because everybody rushes. I mean, you know, think about, you know, it basically cost Dan Rather. Russia is, exactly. Uh, But, you know, basically cost, I mentioned this not long ago on the show, uh, it cost Dan Rather his career, how quickly Mm -hmm. they went with the memo about President Bush, you know. Uh, And And incidences like that, you know, obviously for Republicans are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone is still like, ooh. Yeah. Like, it doesn't help. Look, I, yeah, and I feel like there are plenty of legitimate news men and women out there that Absolutely. want to get to the story. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes their outlet, whether it be print, TV, whatever, wants a little bit more out of them than they're willing to say, like, yeah, can you, can you juice this up a little bit? 
could it possibly be that this is that this is it? so uh yeah i think to your point though people are kind of tired of hearing about russia with no yeah. results yeah. if every day give, give there was something, something amazing then people would be really into russia and mm. those are the tactics that i would use if the russia the story the scandal you know the the worst case scenario if it was true this is how I would get people to get off the case. Just make them so bored with it <laughs> that they just don't give a damn anymore, you know? And I think that, you know, there's there's always a part of me that thinks like, you know, Trump's like this this genius puppet master. And, you know, he often knows what he's doing even when it seems like he doesn't, you know? Yeah. The, you know, the heat's on him. Well, now the now we're going to talk about NFL players kneeling, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, every week that something big's about to happen, he finds something new, you know? So uh, I, I feel like it's entirely possible. Uh, Scott, do you feel like people are starting... Is there a little bit of Russia fatigue or is it uh, is that not the case in the, the circles you run in? You know, the, um, the shoulders you rub here in, in Tinseltown. Being a, a Hollywood mogul, mm-hmm. I would... <laughs> yeah. I would say that um, it's still a big, big story. But Michael brings up a good point because basically when you're talking about the Watergate time period, you only have three network channels mm-hmm. that gave you the news. So everyone's basically hearing the same news. You read your local newspaper... Um, you don't have the the type of uh, basically digital media, anything that you want that basically caters to what you want to hear about and the way you want to hear about it. So that's why it's a lot easier for a segment of the population. There's a, a majority of people out there who aren't even paying attention to it because mm-hmm. they don't have to. They can go watch whatever shows they want uh, from their phone, from their laptop. They don't have to listen to any kind of news. They can listen to news that you know, goes in a conservative bend, a liberal bend, no politics at all. They could listen to, they could listen to TMZ. They're on they, TV for so, an hour right. every day. So, I mean, yep. there's a lot of things that you can now do and have no clue about day-to-day stuff. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but but you have that choice of being able to do that. So for a lot of the everyday Americans, you know, I'm from Florida originally, another big swing state. But for a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, my friends and family back home, it's not an everyday occurrence. And then, but the second point would be that we don't know what Mueller's doing. And that's the point. Like, he's working with his team and they're not leaking out things every day because they're being methodical about what they're doing so we have no idea nobody knows except that group of what actually is going on and what they found and what direction this investigation has taken so therefore because it's sort of behind the scenes and quiet right now it's very easy for people to kind of lose interest because it's not brought out every day because we have no idea what they're doing and what they're finding at this point and we don't know how long it's going to take for them to come to a resolution as well yeah, I mean, so. I always think back to the best example for me of us just not knowing what there is going on until we need to. And right. that was, I believe it was 2011, President Obama, the uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner. Mm-hmm. He killed that night. He was so funny, making fun of Donald Trump yep. in the audience, among <laughs> yep. other things. And just as joke, you know, my, my boss at the time, Dennis Miller, the comedian, he was like, He's like he, he was not an Obama fan, but he's like but the, that. It was like pro style jokes, is yeah. what he actually yeah. said. That was great. Meanwhile, while he's killing it, killing comedy, he's got SEAL Team Six killing Osama bin Laden, mm-hmm. and you find out you're like, wait, it's like exactly when he was on. It's like wow, now that's a stone cold killer right there. Yeah, that was good. And yeah. that's a perfect example of like, yeah, we don't know what's going right, on. No and idea. Michael uh, Scott is always talking about how it's it's a long drawn out process for Mueller and the investigation. Uh, and that it takes time, and uh, Watergate itself took a long time. Right. So that's why Scott's not—he's not qualifying himself <laughs> to say that 
there'll be an impeachment in 2018. No. But, Ooh, but okay. by 2019, <laughs> it's but, possible. Yes. It's going to depend on the makeup of uh, of the House and the Senate, uh, you know, a year from now. Well, wouldn't you be, you should be pushing for an impeachment later on as it gets closer to 2020, right? Yes. You, don't want the vote, uh, you wouldn't get the votes now. And then impeachment you have the in 2017, what would that have right. been? Yeah. Then you have you a, a president basically has a full term there under his belt yeah. and can run for election where the further along you get, the, the more of a chance that that person who's taking over would you, be a you, lame duck. And and do you suspect that person would be Mike Pence? I, you I, think I, his I, fingerprints are dirty, too. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't think Mother would let him mother meet would with not Mother let him. would not let him meet with Russians. No. no. He, he would, would not Russian he women. Be Russian in the women alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you seen some Russian women out there? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't let I wouldn't. Yeah, that Mother would Pence not here. let that happen. So I agree. So, uh, yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know, I, I find it, I find it all interesting, but you know, it, it's like it's like the sort of the the news junkie political nerd in you is like, oh, there's all this stuff. But for most people, no. it's like I don't, yeah. have, I don't have time for that. No, so you Trump know. would do himself a favor by not bringing it up regularly. If he didn't bring it up, it would make <laughs> people even. Lo- no, it's true though. If he did not bring it up and tweet about it, people would be even more likely to kind of forget about it and be kind of back of mind. But the fact that he always tends to bring it up, like you're saying earlier, he can't help himself. He brings it up. And it puts it back kind of in the forefront again because most people are not paying attention. And the less you bring it up, the better. And that's basically uh, sort of what Steve Bannon had said when, you know, obviously they're not friends anymore. But it was basically like the whole thing when... You mean when, when, when Steve the, Bannon back when he had a job? But, yeah. yeah. It was basically he wanted, and, and that was in Fire and Fury, so again, taken with a grain of salt. But he had basically said that he wanted... Um, them to kind of be the same tactics that the Clintons did in the 90s when, you know, the whole Lewinsky and the impeachment thing was going on where they basically talked about all the good stuff going on and they never talked about the impeachment or proceedings or anything else going on mm-hmm. with the trial. They just talked about everything else and and it worked for him. And that's why he was able to basically keep his job and keep those high approval numbers when he left office in 2000. You know, when you think of the uh, social climate of, of today, you, you, have, you, you have hashtag Time's Up, you have the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Imagine if poor Bill Clinton was president now. Ooh. How that would go for him. You know, Ooh. good good thing that you can, you know, get up to some shenanigans in the Oval Office yeah. back in the 90s when, you know, Michael, you, you're far too young to know. I mean, <laughs> they say if you can remember the 90s, then yeah. you really didn't live it. And oh, uh, I don't know. You're making me, you're confusing the viewers who are going to think that I was a <laughs> 90s child. No, but you, I, I don't think that you remember the 90s all that well. You know, maybe, maybe mm. like 99. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but by by that point, you know, I wasn't four. What year were you born? Eighty nine. Yeah, so okay, I, guess so I yeah. made the cut. All right, you did. You did make barely. the cut, but yeah, just barely. And that just makes me feel old because I'm about to be forty two on uh, Thursday. But uh, that's all right. Um, speaking of things that the president isn't talking about. The stock market. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> now, uh, there's a few theories on this. Uh, the Him not talking about it, there's really no need to have a theory. It's just like, oh, that's not going well. I'm going to talk about the other things. That's great. Uh, one thought is that he, the president's uh, tax breaks have started to backfire. And uh, the, the, these are some uh, repercussions there. That's for people much smarter than me, people that subscribe to The Economist. Although, mm-hmm. honestly, I own, the only people I know that subscribe to The Economist has like a, they have a stack of them on a coffee table. <laughs> and if you were to open it, it like creaks because you're yeah. like, they've never opened it. They're just <laughs> well, trying to look they're, smart. Right. But, they're, they're worth more in pristine. Yeah, they oh, are yeah. You, you bag and yes. board them like Obviously, issues of Fantastic yes, of Four. Course. That's what National I National Geographic. Yeah, yeah right, mm-hmm. exactly. But, um, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll start with you, Scott. Your thoughts on 
what's going on with the market. And, you know, look, I'm not trying to say you have a business degree. Right. So just sort the of, you know, from from, yeah, from somebody who just who just follows the news. I casually, you know, have stocks, but <laughs> uh, that's about yeah. it that I would just yeah, ignore. I, I, yeah, that's the one um, thing. And then cry when I see how they there, there's, did the past There's two yeah, things yeah. I don't have. One, stocks. Two, because I don't have money. So I would love to have stocks. As a Hollywood mogul, I would say that's why I had, you know, some in there. Well, but, yeah, but I mean, you know, most of your, your liquid assets are, you, you know, I mean, there's there's the villa in, in Italy, you know. I mean, you just have houses all around. So anyway, go and ahead. And you can't say the last two days, because today was a good day for you. Well, two days prior. Okay. Um, it's, yeah, there there was today, a turn. Today a little little bounce T- back. Today, yeah. well, half. today is they the, got half of it back. Let me put it this way: the people that I know who do have money yeah. uh, made a killing on the bad days because they're <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm buying all this stuff." Yeah. And there are people who are actually disappointed yeah. Yeah. that it started to turn around because they were hoping to buy some Alphabet stock, which yes. is Google, yeah. and they're just like, "Oh man, I got to get in on that." And then it, it just it didn't, <laughs> and you still can't afford still it. Still can't afford <laughs> nope. it. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, look, I I actually got into a. A mini Twitter fight, and I'm sure a lot of it with was Mitch with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no, I wish oh, <laughs> with some great. bots uh, because I couldn't help myself on Friday when the first one tanked. Because my point was, and they said, you know, I'm a hater, and uh, but they had like 11 followers, so but I, you know that I hated American capitalism. But I was basically saying the problem was former presidents did not talk about the stock market going up and down. It's stock markets like the weather, you know, when you're mm. looking at day to day. It's not the overall climate of the economy. It's the day-to-day picture. And that's why presidents usually don't respond because what goes up is inevitably going to go down. And if you're crowing about how amazing the stock market's doing under your watch, then it's only fair that I said that he should also be taking credit when it drops. And even though it wasn't the biggest percentage drop yesterday, it was the biggest point drop in history. And um, you could say on the positive side, the tax cuts are... You know, in in his in, in the Republicans' defense, you could say the reason why the market was correcting was for one, it has been way inflated for a long time, mm-hmm. and it has been, and so this is a way of correcting it. But you could also say the tax cuts helped bring that down a little bit because the the issue that some people were saying was happening was the fact that now there was a little bit more money there, that uh, there was now going to be higher inflation which is then was going to add more cost to everyday things, which was going to kind of put a little tight, tight, uh, tightness on the making more money. Um, but overall, it was based on sort of good stuff and the fact that they're claiming the tax cuts were good, but now they're accelerating people's wages a little bit too fast and it's going to make inflation rise. You could say that if you want to uh, be positive towards the tax cuts. But I say it's just more of a correction in, in general because it has been inflated for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you, things were going a little too well. A little too, too fast for... Yeah basically where everything is. It was a little overinflated, and this was just going back over the past uh, you know, year in general. So it's sort of a way of just kind of catching its breath. I don't think it's a long-term thing, but you know, we've been in the largest expansion that we've really ever had, so it is a little... You do get a little nervous thinking it's been nine years now. How much longer can this possibly last? But hopefully he's learned his lesson now. I, d- I doubt he has, but maybe he won't comment anymore on these big uh, increases in the stock market because, again, it makes him look foolish when... You had big drops like you did yesterday. But does it only make him look foolish if he admits that it went down? Because now it went down, so it has that much further to go back up. Right. So the next time, it's like, look, it went all the way down from here. Let's ignore the fact right. that but that's it, the yeah. problem, yeah. though, because then again, and I get it, people are only going to look at the good things, and that's human nature, and it's not even just Trump. 
but the problem is then it's really just showing like okay he's only going to talk about the positive things and nothing bad and it's it it just looked bad in in my opinion because it's just not what president shouldn't be that deep in the weeds and you shouldn't be basing the economy off of a stock market that has you know 30 stocks in it is not the overall best picture of looking at the overall health of the economy in any any sense really uh, Michael, I know you also don't have a business degree, so I'm not yeah, going to ask no. you to bring some pie charts up. No money the in the market either. But uh, so, you know, you sort of hear that things aren't going well and the president is nowhere to be found. Uh, what what does that say to you? I mean, I've been under the same thing where, you know, I, I knew it, that at some point it was going to go down because, like we said, I it has been overinflated. And it's just you see day after day. And I check it day after day because, you know, the money is in the market. And you're like, oh, wow, another mm-hmm. 200. Oh, my goodness, 250. Oh, hey, a bad day, 125. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is at some point it's going to come down. And you were just hoping that it would be up enough before it came back down, which I'm glad it was over 26. And again, bounce back today it was great. I think that it, I, I'm not. I wasn't surprised. I knew it was going to come. Now, did I think it would be? Was it a four point eight percent? I think drop roughly. You know, eleven hundred. I didn't expect that. It definitely hurt. But after the six sixty six, yeah, <laughs> on Friday, yeah, you know, that's and, a big that's a big uh, loss. For the Michael, as uh, yeah. as a as a good church going boy, does that number six sixty six does that ring any bells? Is that <laughs> ooh, did you find ooh. that anywhere? I think it was mm-hmm. a roundup. Well, I don't think it was exactly six sixty six. No, it was it was a roundup, but it was six sixty five point seven. Okay, no, 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 no. So no, I'm no, pretty no, sure no, I'm no. pretty sure that that you know the number of the beast does not yeah. have you know there's no rounding. Yeah, no. So there's no, there's no, there's no so we, were, we were close. Yeah. We were close. Yes. And that's like, oh, that's a warning. That's yeah. like, yeah. we didn't get there this time, yeah. but, but uh, wait you know. yeah. next time. Anyway. So I think, you know, I look at it and moving forward of like, do I think it will continue to go like this? No, obviously I, I think it will level off a little bit. I think, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of the tax cuts, so I think that they will continue to increase the market as people and consumer confidence grows. But I don't think we'll have the you know the year over year like we did in uh, you know his first year. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that uh, it was a good year for some people. You know, yeah. it's uh, I, I don't know that they're necessarily in our income bracket, but <laughs> uh, maybe they are. And if those people are watching or listening right now. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. We, we, wel- we welcome all comers here. Uh, so you said you're a, a fan of the tax cut. Uh, yeah. In general, you know, you, since you weren't here on State of the Union night, mm-hmm. I thought I, I'd ask, how do you feel just on the whole? And look, there's things that you can pick, to, pick and choose. How do you feel? It doesn't even have to be you personally. How do you feel like the majority of people that maybe you cross paths with do you find that it's kind of the same mix of people who do and don't like Trump as did and didn't like Obama? Or do you feel like it's it's skewed in one direction? I think and it, you living in Los Angeles could really skew yeah, this answer, Oh, for certain. Yeah. And to give you a history, you know, I'm raised in Wisconsin. I spent most of my life in the Midwest. I lived in D.C. Uh, and live in L.A. So I think for the most part, it's for people who talk about Trump, it's so secretive for anyone because it's like, oh, even if something happens in support – you can't tweet it about it. You can't put it on Facebook because then you're labeled as that guy. Yeah. And so I think you can still have the conversations um, and the conversations and circles that I have are, are pro-Trump. Um, and, and it's become more of a joke no matter what we do. Listen, listen, I just want you to know that <laughs> this, is, this is the best time ever. Um, and so I think it's, it's still secretive outside of the circles. Anyone that's casual that I talk with, it's still very much like you don't acknowledge the good. 
and you don't want to come off as totally biased so you don't acknowledge the bad which is not good either so you find yourself in this like oh let's it's it's okay it's okay it's okay yeah, I mean, look, I've had this conversation with a number of people, mm-hmm. uh, but whatever uh, I, I think about anything, uh, if you if you look at my Facebook feed, you'd think that there's no news. You have you yeah. have no idea who the president mm-hmm. is. Uh, although I guess people I do, just I, stay out I, I guess I do sometimes uh, link to a show called The Trump Report. Yeah. But in general, <laughs> I don't even post that on Facebook all the time if I know what we're going to talk about. I'm like, I just it, don't want the headache. It could have been called The Hillary Report, but he just happened to win. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't. I, it, look, there, there was probably a graphic much like the one but, that's uh, behind us. If here it in was the Hillary report, though, it would talking about the memos. I think it'd be <laughs> a lot more boring. We would just. Be I here mean, like, in all honesty, I, I think, don't know what else. I think be, the Hillary report. We probably out. we would have yeah. probably stopped doing. Because <laughs> I'm saying I don't think it, it would have. Uh, it just would have been dull. Yeah. Although you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure they could have spruced it up. I'm Who knows? Sure. They would have found an impeachment to do a callback. You know, let's see what kind of shenanigans Bill would be up to if he was back in the White House. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I, and it's you know the it's it's somebody who even feels like the majority of their Facebook friends or Twitter followers yep. tend to agree with them, even if they still then put something. You're always going to get in a fight with somebody. Yep. There's always there's always like that one cousin you mm-hmm. forgot about, yeah. or th- that person you know the the person from high school that you don't talk to anymore and you don't know why you're friends with them mm-hmm. online. And you're just like, why, why am I going to fight over this? I know. So to me, I do it's it on like, Twitter, and I, do it I stop, <laughs> and they're strangers. And the problem is, those fights yeah, can go on forever. There's no exactly. ending. Exactly, but they're, they're, they're going for days. They have more time to reply, no matter <laughs> exactly. what it is or what it is. They have more time, and they will go on for days and days. And I'm like yep. thinking, okay, I just have to end this now. Yeah, just have to walk away. But I alluded to it earlier, Michael. But uh, Scott really does uh, try to antagonize Mitch McConnell. I, I, I do. I antagonize, <laughs> and I do, and I do it on purpose. So I should. I, have you ever so. gotten a reply? Ever gotten a like not from from him but it, from his fall you know that's the thing the people that that will follow him or, or donald trump or kellyanne or whatever then yeah. i usually get those people riled up and yep. that's sort of my point so i should know going into it that i'm going to get people that want to yeah fight. but it, in general if it's like wow you know what the just hypothetically oh the tax cut was great for my family or oh you yeah. know what he said in the state of the union about how i was going to get four thousand more dollars this year yeah. i really did and that meant a lot those are even those things you're like yeah i don't i don't think i should say that yeah exactly you know? yeah. you're like oh yeah how are things good yeah like, it's like oh yeah. yeah okay yeah and then it's like how about that trump and then it's like <laughs> i know right yeah like just say that because you're just like i, I mean that's it's like Ugh. it's like you know you don't even want to talk you don't want to talk to somebody who really likes him yep you don't want to talk to somebody who hates him nope because mm-hmm. it's it's not a great conversation either with him. It's like so divisive yeah and it's just it's you just try to stay out of it and just do as little as possible which is again why i just make the voice because then everybody laughs at the voice that's you know? true Every, yeah i mean even no because because am i making fun of him am i siding with him Listen, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Everybody, believe Everyone me. Loves the voice. Believe, believe me. me. Everybody me. loves the voice. Believe me, I love watching the show. It's tremendous. It's the best show ever. The Trump Report is tremendous. The Trump Report, tremendous. Tremendous. Uh, yeah, so uh, please let us know uh, either in the chat or on Twitter at Trump Report ABTV uh, some of your thoughts on the president and also just what you are willing to say on social media and what you're not willing to say on social media. We always uh, appreciate that level of uh, feedback. And it's gone so far, you know, to, to close it out, of even polling. I don't trust polling anymore. Because even if you're, you never are even honest to a computer screen, let alone honest to one of your friends of like, this is actually how I feel. Polling hasn't been accurate in three years. And we saw that obviously in the election. And now you notice it everyone. You're like, 
oh, really, that was the poll? But even how much of that is that? How much are people even willing to admit to a questionnaire on their, t- on their computer screen? Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I don't think, I think the answer is uh, not not at all or yeah. uh, not much. No, no. But they at least try to factor that in. And, and, and if it's with polling companies that I feel or at least have the experience, I might be more likely to at least get a, ge- you'll, you'll get a general idea more than anything. And I, I, I still believe, uh, polling has uh, always been a, sort of an inaccurate science, but you have the statistics to back it up. And Yes, I get a lot of people, especially last year, did not want to admit that they were voting for Trump, and that was a big issue. Um, but there's always there's always going to be a little bit of that doubt that's tried to be factored in. It's also like, who are the sample sizes? Who are the people that you're talking to? Mm-hmm. What are the ages? And and that's also an issue, too, because when you usually do a lot of these polls, you're talking to a lot of older people that have landlines when you're doing the phone calls, but a lot of younger people don't have landlines. So those people are out, which you know also you have to kind of put in it because they tend to be more liberal or more mobile and might be from the big cities and more likely to vote democratic so you have kind of both sides to it too that happened with polling and 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 so it's it's a lot to factor in but yeah we did see a lot of issues last year but i still think that a lot of the trusted ones are, are still right and you also have a lot of young people who if their phone starts ringing they don't uh, understand what that is yeah. and they wouldn't yeah. know do like, i do i know what, this number what block mm-hmm. or they're like what, yeah i don't know that number and they're also like well, well what is this like what, what is my phone doing i i, I only really use mm-hmm. it to texting text. <laughs> so or for apps or for uh, games before we uh run out of time uh, i wanted to get both of your thoughts on there's the idea out there. There's been a lot written about it. This idea that uh, Trump will actually uh, speak in the in the Mueller hearings mm-hmm. and what it would be like. We've sort of touched on it in the past, but uh, I'll ask you first, Michael. Do you think he's going to actually take the time to do this? And if so, what do you think it would be like? I think it's going to be just like the memo, where it could be built up, and there's no way that there's going to be any risk whatsoever of anything bad or tremendously good. And each party is going to claim success of, oh, but we got him to admit this. Oh, but look, he won because he went in front of, like, it's just going to be the same back and forth. There's going to, I see the sliver of risk in everything, especially in terms of being the president and the presidency. The sliver of risk is so small, which means the sliver of reward is equally as small. Yeah, I, I think that there's uh, there's very little to be gained. And, exactly. Uh, you know, lots lots to be lost. Uh, Scott, I, I assume you hope that the president uh, speaks, <laughs> but uh, I do, do you think he will? Uh, and what would it? What would we act, I, realistically? Let's I, let's not go to the uh, to the dream journal. What I hope I you know, yeah. what I wish I saw. <laughs> um, you know that he rides in in a unicorn or whatever. Ooh. What do you tweet actually that think? picture out later? I, yes, exactly. Tweet that out later. I you know I I think that his lawyers are going to do everything in their power not to do it. But there's two sides of it, though, because then if you have the drag-out fight of trying mm-hmm. to force him to come in and maybe having a subpoena issued or, and it's dragged out, now it's back in the news again mm-hmm. every single day. It's in the attention to everybody when you're getting close to the midterms. Uh, so that could be bad for him. But the lawyers may try to do everything in their power not to have him go because they know he's a propensity to exaggerate. Uh, regardless if you like him or not, he loves to exaggerate. He loves to um, talk, and he loves to kind of talk and get off subject there. So there is a good chance that he would say something that could either perjure himself or add to more crimes for him or other things that he could slip up and say. So I actually think it's the opposite. I think the risk for him is far greater than the reward for actually going to talk to Mueller. But 
if it's dragged out long enough and becomes a bigger issue, it's going to be really bad for him as well because then it's going to be in the news again and it's going to be like, are they going to have to take it to the Supreme Court? Is that going to be a whole thing? Um, and how is that going to motivate people when it comes closer to the midterm? So it's not really a good situation for him at all, but I think they're going to do everything in their power to delay him meeting with Mueller at all costs as long as they can try to push it. Maybe they'll set up a date and then they'll be like, oh, now he's got to move this and try to push it for a while to hopefully you know, get as close as they can to... Um, the elections and then they'll try to do what they can to protect to protect their client i mean that's what they're there for and they don't want him to slip up and say something that's going to make it worse for him in the long run so you think they don't have faith in him no. under oath absolutely not <laughs> and, and not saying something disastrous huh. exactly right huh. i know it's a surprise you'd think that they would uh <laughs> they would know their client yeah uh, but i mean that but the, again that's going to be anybody that's not even just defending him i mean that's what a lawyer is going to do is protect their client and and at all possible, not have them say something that could put themselves in risk. I mean, that's why you always say when you're, you know, arrested, you have a right to have a lawyer before you say it. It's the same thing because you don't want to say something yeah. that's going to put yourself in a situation exactly. to where you're either admitting to a crime, but you weren't, but you felt coerced to because the the people or the police are investigating you and asking you these questions and making you feel uncomfortable. It's the same thing with Mueller. I mean, they're trained to ask specific questions and to make people say things that maybe they wouldn't have said if uh, they had their lawyer with them or, you know. It's those type of things that they're they're going to be looking out for his best interest to make sure he doesn't do things like that. Um, I know that uh, we are indeed out of time. I want to take one more minute and get each of your thoughts on something. Uh, President Trump, uh, speaking about the State of the Union address, was saying that the Democrats who did not <laughs> applaud uh, were treasonous. <laughs> now we have seen in every pres- every State of the Union, mm-hmm. and so, you know this year it was literally right down the middle. Like it, it was you right you, straight split. You could really see the standing and the not standing. But you always get that. No matter who has this, the supermajority, whatever, right. it's always like that. There's nothing new about that. Mm-hmm. Republicans sitting on their hands when sure. President Obama speaking. But so uh, 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 Trump sitting not clapping when <laughs> Obama was uh-huh. making fun of him. Right, of course, exactly. But- at, at the after. Well, what did you think, Scott? Just a, a quick, Just a quick, quick reaction, line. and then yeah. Uh, if he wants Democrats to applaud him, he can resign, and then he'll get a sta- he'll get a standing he'll get a standing ovation. Not even just applause; he will get a standing ovation. So he wants that. Resign, Donald, and you'll have it. Scott Moore with the with the it, mic drop. That's a, all final, you need. a final it, thought from Michael. It would Klaus. only be <laughs> if they forced him to resign, not if he chose to resign. <laughs> oh, no, they, he, anything he chooses to do on his own, they're not going to oh, support. No. <laughs> yeah, they're like, can you believe he resigned so <laughs> yeah, quickly? No, this, yeah. no, we're against this. He he thought of this. No, but, no, no. But uh, I don't know. I feel like you know what? It's 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 very American to decide. Like I am not going to stand up and applaud that. It got right. tens of thousands of likes on Twitter. That succeeded exactly what he wanted to do. Right, and that's true. It's it's like the the NFL players yep. kneeling, which yeah, exactly. I don't think he actually has a problem with. He has a Doesn't, problem with no. he has a, a problem with NFL owners who didn't want him to own the Buffalo Bills. That's yep. what I think. Exactly. That's exactly. But anyway, right. we are definitely out of time here. But uh, thanks so much to everybody who uh, watched this evening or afternoon, depending on when you watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. Big thanks to Michael Klaus who uh, joined us for the first time. Hopefully, we'll uh, see you again soon. I'll be back. As I mentioned, you are a contributor to the Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. Yep. You can find that at tomorrowshow.com. And of course, the host of I Could Never Be at uh, that is at Popcorn Talk Network. Yeah, Popcorn Talk uh, and iTunes. And that is only positive content. So if you come here and you think, oh, divisiveness, no, positive, uplifting content. We love that. 
It's amazing. Uh, and uh, Scott, where can people find you? And you can find me on Twitter at sman80. That's sman80. And otherwise, Hollywood mogul by day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Lots And of. laughs> you can find me online at Christian DMZ. And uh, as I mentioned, I have my own podcast, the Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Check and it I'm out. All over After mm-hmm. Buzz TV. You can see me most days out of the week. It feels like. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much to everybody who joined us. Thanks to Anthony, aka at Tony B Dead B D E. D in the booth, mm-hmm. and we will see everybody next time here on the Trump Report.